All right, plebs, welcome in to News Made Simple, where we talk about Bitcoin and we talk about the news around Bitcoin and we say the, the quiet parts. We say them out loud. We say them out loud. Say the quiet parts out loud. And we want to thank our sponsor, the Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet, for securing our sats at all times. Go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off. And uh, yeah, secure your sats because we all know the exchanges are insolvent. Uh, Celsius, hello. Um, and uh, yeah, we got to get uh, get your money secure and take care of it. But uh, we don't know where Luke is. He is probably on top of a volcano somewhere in South America, sunning his balls so um, or lavaing his balls. I don't know. I'm sure that's a thing. Um, but uh, was the word you just used? Lavaing. Like, oh, lava in like lava. I thought you said correlating. I'm like, is that like a not, technique for tanning your balls? Is I don't what know what correlating is. No, I'm, I'm not. Um, yeah, come here. So, anyways, sure. the big thing we want to talk about uh, would be what happened this morning. Um, the United States White House came out and said, "We want to make a we wanna put together a little." group that makes sure that bitcoin doesn't use too much energy and we want to make sure that bitcoin doesn't burn things and it uses too much gas and we want to limit emit less carbon um all that sorry for the whiny voice but that's what i hear whenever they're talking um is you know this like like this little like whiny like bitchy voice that's like you know, we, I'm just so sick of it. It uses electricity, and I just I need more of it for me. Um, you know, and I can yeah. confirm <laughs> more more energy for me, not for the. Yeah, exactly. I can confirm to the White House that uh, yeah, it does because I'm running a miner now, as you guys know, and it uses a lot of electricity. And guess what? It's it's great. I really like it. I like knowing that the electricity i like looking at the power line in my house and going man that thing is just turning that electricity right into sat in my wallet uh as we go so yeah what do you think what do you think they're going to try and do with this executive order or whatever they're going to do or this group that's like hey let's make sure that it doesn't blow up the world which by the way i say this all the time but they want to be carbon neutral or carbon negative um, but we are carbon beings. We are made of carbon. Um, so that means they want less of you. They want less of us. They want less of all of all things made carbon because the lizard people want to take over. Yeah, they they hate you. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And essentially, this is them panicking. Again, like I talk about Davos, they are baby that has been put in a corner and they are just lashing out and trying to shove all these crazy policies out before I mean people find out and it's too late. And so they're just trying to go with the nuclear option. And this is them pandering. And they've done this with other policies and they do this with policies in just in, in general. And I think it's to test the waters of how people think and just to get them accustomed to, oh, this thing's going to be regulated, blah, blah, blah. But again, I think that it's just them uh, panicking because they can't control Bitcoin. There's nothing and they can do to control it. Exactly. Exactly. And they need to keep on the facade and the mask that we know exactly what we're doing. We are in control. You are subordinate to us. And so expect regulations and expect policies and standards being set by us that you are going to be forced to follow like ESG. And it, it kills me to see people in the Bitcoin space come out and try to appease them and work with these people, which, yeah, They're you're going to have to, uh, yeah. And you're going to have to like come into a compromise. But when you do that, you are compromising yourself and you are giving too much legitimacy in the first place when you're like, okay, well, ESG can be great for Bitcoin. Cause you know, it's like a speculative attack like bank Michael Saber's doing with the dollar. And issuing, 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 issuing corporate, corporate bonds to just buy more Bitcoin. And it's, it's not the same thing. Like, sure. I, 
Elon Musk is doing a great thing because he's basically taking advantage of these carbon credits. And it, it's basically like, well, I already pay them a bunch of taxes and getting this free government money is just taking back the taxes that they've already taken from me because it's my money still there anyway. And it's so my money and I need it now. Exactly. But I mean, sure, you could do the same thing with Bitcoin. But again, it goes beyond Bitcoin because when you bring in ESG, you are basically forcing yourself to abide by energy practices that aren't efficient and are not beneficial for each human being. Because if you are following policies that are mandating you to say, hey, you need this fraction of energy coming from solar and this fraction coming from hydro and this one coming from nuclear or like, like they're actually going to find like nuclear solutions because nuclear would just blow them out of the water, water, send them out of the job. It's you just opening up the Pandora's box of you're not going to have any freedom or say so when it comes to energy. That's what you're doing, I think. And you should not, this should just be like a no tolerance towards this because ultimately they want you to own nothing and be happy. They want you to starve. They want you to be that guy that smiles. Yeah. The the guy that's dead inside. So I I really don't see compromising and working with people. If you, if you can call them people, (laughs) the lizard working, working to come to a, a middle way of sure. How can we make these environmentally friendly policies you know, work for us in, in Bitcoin because Bitcoin by itself is environmentally friendly mm-hmm. because it takes quote unquote wasted energy to create the most sound money that has been ever cre- been created in history. And it's not wasted energy. It is, it is. It's used just, for a very good purpose to make sure that you're not getting robbed blind behind your back. Yeah. And, Here's exactly what they say. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I believe, you know, like, I can't remember if it's a third or two thirds. I can't remember what the stat was that Tom said, but let's just call it like a third of the energy that we send just goes straight down to, to the grid as it is. Like it just leaves it. It doesn't. Yeah, it just consumed. goes to the grid. Like there's so much potential energy that isn't consumed by humans. Is my point. So that's so like my mind. Energy can't be created or destroyed. But if you want to Energy can't be created or destroyed, but if you want to say Bitcoin wastes energy, well, that wasted energy is already happening. And you don't yeah. hear any of these policymakers bitch and complain about that. So at the end of the day, they don't care about the environment. They care about themselves and preserving their legacy. And we are just in the way by being merely humans trying to survive. Yep. I mean, we just want to be left alone and do our thing. And apparently that's too much for them. Here's exactly what, so this is what uh, on BitcoinMagazine.com they put. It says, the White House is drafting policy to address Bitcoin mining as it seeks to lessen energy consumption and emissions. In March 2022, President Biden signed an executive order in a whole of government approach to regulate the broader, broader cryptocurrency market. Per the executive order's timeline, a report is expected to be released in August detailing the climate impact and other governing concerns. Well, I will tell you for one thing, their governing concern is the fact that they can't govern Bitcoin. Um, But I mean, we know what this is going to be. It's going to be a nothing burger. They're going to come out and say, it uses a lot of electricity. God, I wish it didn't. Um, And then they're going to probably try and crack down. I mean, think about it. Like, China is the most authoritarian country on the planet and they tried to ban it like eight times and still like 20% of the hash power comes out of China. So like they'll never, you know, I mean, I think the U S is just doing this to posture and, and really, you know, there'll be midterms coming up. So they want to be able to say to all the people that are, you know, eating their soybeans and, and eating all their your crickets and stuff like that like hey we're trying to save the planet um you know it's just so funny to me like how many things to save the planet actually make your life worse and or kill people like i mean yeah 
the the plants were more lush whenever there was more carbon in the air. Like it would be actually better better for the environment to emit more carbon. We'd have a better we'd have better like a more fruitful planet. Like during the dinosaur times, the trees were much taller. There's a reason, <laughs> and it was because they farted all the time and didn't sit there and have ESG like, hey, Mr. Triceratops, stop farting so much. You're ruining the planet. Um, anyways, but what were you going to say? You had mentioned midterms, and I think that's like it, the root of it is just them trying to do everything, do every action, get all the attention, and the just mobilize their constituencies, whatever they have left of them. To bring up these issues, whether it's the environment, whether it's Roe v. Wade, whether it's gun rights, just to mobilize whatever left they have of their voting base to keep them in power. And that's failing. And so this whole green energy thing is just another example of that. Yeah. I mean, that's why I I jokingly, because I when I did the March Madness thing for uh, for Bitcoin, uh, 2022 where people were you know voting on everything i forgot i just somehow omitted michael sailor but then i kept joking when people were asking where's sailor at and i said he lost in the esg conference finals um because you know you can try and you can try and appease them but it's not going to work um you can't appease people that are unappeasable you can't satisfy people that no matter what you do they won't be satisfied um and uh you know i don't know so anyways enough of that if you uh, what uh any other thoughts on that or you want to move on to other topics uh i guess this topic i wanted to bring up is somewhat relevant it's more of like global politics what's happening so the european union officially is actually their oil embargo against russia so oil relaying that back to energy and this is just your typical kind of like George Soros neocolony strategy, which is them again trying to take as many uh, barrels of oil off uh, the the market to make it more expensive and just painful. And I think that might be a way for them to just get people used to. Oh yeah, well, well you know it's too expensive. Like we can't use this kind of energy. Maybe soft uh, motion people into thinking, oh, re- renewable energy like solar or whatever, green energy, that's going to be a bit better for us. But anywho, just in this whole oil embargo story, uh, it's, it's basically a way to, uh, because you know, Russia's winning the battle in the war in Ukraine, and undoubtedly. Like, it's not, it's not a, a debate here. And so this is just a way for, you know, our, our favorite globalists to punish them and force them to cap their oil wells and uh, just back up their oil infrastructure. And people like uh, Peter Zion has been saying that it's going to remove 5 million barrels off the market, which is just complete bull. It's, I think it's going to be more like, uh, so, so I've heard it's going to be more like, you know, removing a hundred, uh, uh, one to 2 million uh, barrels of oil off the market a day and that would send oil to i think 200 dollars a barrel and that's uh because it, it would be less impactful on an economic like global scale because opec is still siding with russia on this and i mentioned in the past like greece is siding with this and people are using uh roundabout ways to get oil from russia because people are standing up against these davos european union policies of we're just going to choke you out economically and you're not going to have energy because people don't want to stand for that. You're seeing a bifurcation on a global scale of we don't want to go through with this great reset. We actually are energy independent or we have the ways to get this energy because we have trading partnerships with other people around the world, Russia, and people just, again, want to do what they want and live their lives and and be happy and prosperous. And the most efficient way that we can get energy, the better off society is going to be. And so let's see here a little more 
uh, in the weeds here. I mean, it's basically so OPEC is siding with Russia over Europe because there's no reason any of the oil producers would side with Davos and stopping the use of oil. This is basically just them saying, fuck your climate change and ESG policies. Also, if you want to art if you want to artificially scarce oil now, well, Russia goes, hey, I will take your your rubles, please. And thank you. Mm-hmm. So again, this is just another example of all these weapons that they try to throw at Russia. It, it just strengthens them because the sanctions aren't working and it just strengthens the, the ruble itself. And it, oil isn't going anywhere, basically. And neither is the dollar. So segue to the, the dollar here. We saw Powell have a meeting with Joe Biden and Joe Biden basically was uh, cucked by Powell. I want to say and make the new hashtag that Powell was my pal because that's my macro. Powell uh, is my pal. Economic thesis of a strong dollar is better than the alternative of just getting rid of the, the Fed and the banks and the whole CBDC issued by the IMF and Davos taking over because Davos taking over, of course, means, you know, we abide by these ESG environmental policies. And essentially, Powell is, uh, he's not showing any signs of not going to weaken holding back on, on tightening, on quantitative tightening, quantitative tightening officially started in June, which today's June 2nd, so yesterday. So they're going to start moving assets off the balance sheet. I think a lot of that is like mortgage-backed securities and uh, treasuries. And so we're going to see the beginning of the tightening. But I keep arguing tightening has happened since June of last year, when the reverse repo payout rate went to five basis points. And now I think it's like 30 or whatever it might be. And so this is all about removing dollar liquidity out of the market and strengthening the dollar weakening the euro and you see this battle of central banks the ecb the european central bank versus the fed and ecb is backed by davos and the fed team fed being powell and commercial banks jp morgan all that they want to maintain their power and control because the banking cartel in the u.s is very powerful and davos wants to get rid of that power and just have everything centralized from the imf and imf issues like MMT, CBDC towards the central banks, and everyone has an account at the central bank. And that, again, removes the power that the banking system in the U.S. has because they are really in charge of the dollars that get distributed out into the rest of the world and nowhere else in the world has that power. And that's essentially what Davos's agenda is, to economically cut down the power that America has because you can't have a sovereign American nation. Like when we think of the principles of what America was founded on, it was just like, fuck you, King. And you had all these super cell like loyalists, like Alexander Hamilton and others try to just copy paste the, you know, royalty that is in Europe into America. And I think that's what the battle that we see now, because we have the current administration, which are quasi Davo sleeper cells that are just loyalist to Europe as it is. And we have people that sure are oligarchs to some extent in the United States, but they have benefited off the the profit and the strength of the American banking cartel and banking system. And they are losing their power overseas or with things like LIBOR and just being able to have this, you know, European loyalist uh, control and uh, basically cutting down what power that the American banks have. And so you have Powell come in and reverse all that by going hard in the paint of tightening, pulling dollar liquidity out of the world economy. And we see that there's no signs of stopping and that he's not fucking around because the savings rate is at 4.4%, which is insanely low. And when the savings rate's low, you're going to see tightening where the opposite of that happened during COVID when savings rate was super up. And that's when we were like, or Powell and the Fed was like money printing to go burr because they're Keynesians at the end of the day, they want to control monetary policy and they need the velocity of money 
And when people are hoarding, quote unquote, hoarding their money, which again, hoarding your money is just you as an individual making the most rash economical decision to where I need to save this money because I'm uncertain about what the future is going to hold. When you have high savings rates, your central monetary planners are like, no, you need to push that money out and just have this free flow of, of, of cash make this facade of everything's hunky-dory in the world economy. And so you're seeing the opposite of that happen. When people don't have any savings, it's, you know, the signs of a recession. And it's like there are no signs of, of quantitative easing coming out. So there's not going to be any more quantitative easing until probably savings rate of like 8%. And again, remember, again, this is just the Keynesian playbook like it wasn't in. in um, it's just playing out the way that it has to. Yeah. If you if you don't switch to an Austrian mind. Yeah. And not to say that Powell is an Austrian. Powell is just following. He's in line with his incentives of maintaining the control that the banks have. And the way that you maintain that control is by strengthening the dollar. And if it means that they are going to crash the economy and force a recession and people need to market, sell, dump all equities they have and run to dollar liquidity, then at the end of the day, that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I saw um, Laser Hoddle was talking about kind of uh, pushing back on the idea that that the Fed is uh, when Tom was talking about uh, Tom Luongo was talking about uh, you know what the the plan is that you just laid out and uh, saying that he thinks that they're in bed with you know Davos and everything um, but what do you think because uh, I think Tom kind of said both can be true at the same time like there's a bifurcation of like, is there yeah. anybody here in the in the states that doesn't that wants to go that doesn't want to go with Davos's plan and like actually wants to like make America strong? I mean, other than like I'm talking like politicians. Like I can't. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. Maybe I have such little faith in any of them, but I feel like they're all just like puppets for other people's purposes. Yeah, I I think it's. <laughs> I mean, Davos is everything that the current administration is, right? And we're seeing people on the right fight against that because what the current administration is pushing is, I mean, gender reassignment stuff. And that's pissing off parents in schools. And I mean, it's just a cultural degrade from the inside and a collapse of society from the ground up that they're trying to push. That they really and that is Davos's agenda. Like the big like root of it is they attack America financially, but they also have the cultural playbook of the George Soros, like astroturfing, trying to just deteriorate people at the grassroots level with astroturfing tactics of just brainwashing and just funding people to make these stupid progressive crazy ideas that is not really natural to how human beings or families want to raise their children in society and so it doesn't really come down to do you need to understand what's happening like on a monetary basis no you need to understand who are these people that are making your life harder and are changing the way that you, that you grew up and changing your changing the cultural morale and the zeitgeist of what is right and what is wrong. And people are ready to vote, you know, right, not right as incorrectly, but I guess in this way it will be correctly. The pendulum is going to swing and it's going to keep swinging back and forth, but you have, people uh have shows like garland nixon who in the past has been like very left-leaning but you know he's a black dude who's moved from like the left and he's now saying like hey all these people really kind of like hate us his davos agenda are trying to destroy us and you're seeing people 
that historically have voted left are now trying to vote right. And you have all these people like both left and right libertarians coming here and are trying to vote for the things that are going to favor them because it's just the rational decision. They basically just want to, I mean, you're seeing things, whether it be all all, all the, the news stories, whether it's critical race theory, if it's like, you know, gender reassignment stuff, if it's uh, like a, you know, border crisis. I mean, you just see all the social social decay and cultural decay and people are just standing up against it. And it's like uniting everyone. Who's I mean, this is the time for a third party. Like if it doesn't happen now, it probably never will. Yeah. Because well, I mean, a third party is out, out of the picture. I think it's people... I mean, like Greg, someone like like Greg De- DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSantis. Like that, that's the, that's that's the the mayor. I mean, a uh, governor of Florida, right? Ron DeSantis, yeah. Ron DeSantis. There we go. It, it's him and and people like like Tulsi Gabbard possibly coming together for like a 2024 ticket. But the 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 thing is, you have people from both sides of the the aisle realizing that the global status quo is going to hurt people. Mm-hmm. And those people at the end of the day are the ones that, that where their votes matter, despite a like a, a change at the ballot box or, mm-hmm. a, um, you know, like a, a, a voting hack. Yeah. And I so mean, they, I don't they, think that can happen again this time. I think people wised up because if it did, then I think there would be probably like a revolution. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and so I think it just basically comes down to people's like common sense. People are, are wising up, and they don't they they actually for once in history are learning from the lessons, and they're just sick of COVID. Every COVID regulation, every every death, every loss of job, every thing that forced someone to go into debt because they were unemployed for two weeks or two months or two years because of these stupid arbitrary regulations that have hurt people and families people are waking up to the to the reality that it's because of these people and people on both sides of the aisle want to come and make a change i think a lot of people were starting to quietly realize that they were duped and they're not going to really say anything about it like they're not going to come back and be like but it was funny because i think it was scott adams the dilbert guy um posted something of like all you know this 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 like we know this now we know this this was a lie this and somebody retweeted it was like bitcoiners have literally been saying this from the beginning yeah like we knew this all um you know and you just have to look at yeah i mean i don't know i I would love to see like a Tulsi Gabbard, Ron DeSantis ticket. Um, I'd vote for that before I'd vote for anything else I can think of. Um, but like, honestly, and if you're, you know, a Trump supporter, you're probably gonna be like, oh my God, I can't believe he's saying this. But like, I think Trump coming back and running is like not a great thing for the country no he'll probably be just like a distraction on the campaign for the left to just bitch about and, and then it, and it'll just whether or not he is gonna do it like he's just going to further the divide not by his actions necessarily but by the way that the left is gonna flip the f out um it's just gonna they're gonna make it a mess um further so you know, in a perfect world, I'd like to see a DeSantis Gabbard ticket where it's just like there's like a lot of us all that are sitting there on like the both sides of different aisles. And we're like looking at each other like, hey, like, are you cool if we just like progress forward as humans without all that cr- batshit crazy stuff? Like, can we just drop the like drop the batshit crazy things and be normal? Like just, just kind of walk forward. Like let people be their own, their their own people. Do whatever they want. Let them have their freedom, and like you know, kind of just make sure the roads work and 
yeah you know, we have a military like that would protect us you know things like that let's just let's just kind of get back to that um and honestly at the end of the day if voting doesn't fix it which you know i i've been i go back and forth on whether voting works but i'm more of like the late like paleo murray rothbard mindset now to you know vote for republicans because they gave you most of your money back and they vote more in what your personal right in favor of your personal rights and uh and when that doesn't work it's all going to depend on hyper localization yep. so your community and yep. you can relate to that because you know from what we were talking about off camera you're very self-sovereign and you're set up and you probably have good relationships with your local community. And let's just and, put it this uh, way. Uh, I, this morning um, was pulled over because I was going a little too fast, um, but uh, was given a warning Um and I may or may not have to do with the fact that I have a personal relationship with the local law enforcement and, you yeah. know, like a, Hey, how you doing? And, you know, I mean, it was like, literally the word was like, Oh, they said you're a good guy, you know? So like, you know, just make sure, you know, you watch that one area. It's tough, you know, make sure you bring your speed down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, it's who you know, it's about the community and also making sure that you, you're able to be self-sufficient, but you have relationships with the people that provide the resources you need. Like, uh, you know, maybe you should even have Tom Luongo on because he's talked about this on his podcast and going on another podcast, but he's got a goat farm and he has his own like global supply chain kind of resource thing on a micro level because he has to go buy bales of hay and everything that he needs to provide for his uh like own like global economy on his farm Mm -hmm. he's seen that like at at his own like local personal like life level the prices of commodities uh and it's just it's really cool how it's it's a microcosm of the of the global chaos that's happening to everyone yeah like right now walmart and target can burn through some cash but that price is going to get pushed on to you eventually. Yeah. I mean, the price of diesel can be through the roof. And I mean, I'm sure you saw the article Preston shared, uh, you know, talking about like how much diesel is used for transporting goods around the country. And it's like, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I just keep telling people get sovereign, get, get in your yeah. own little bubble and uh rely on yourself as much as you can um but But again uh, that goes back to like this is what davos and all them like this is their policy making diesel too expensive making commodities expensive making your life as difficult as possible to where you just want you to capitulate they just want you to capitulate and say fine just give me my give me my little bubble um put me in my little bubble and turn on movies plus or netflix um yeah <laughs> you know because one one will, one will replace the other um and uh you know i would uh, replace if you know the listeners on here they probably want to replace that with the less cucked solution yeah exactly um and uh by the way we should mention our sponsor again uh, go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off of your Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, which is the best looking hardware wallet there is out there. Um, I will say that there are a lot of creative wallets out there, but this one is sleek and simple and easy to use and a smooth brain like me can use it with no problem so i strongly recommend you go get yourself one and um and again take your sats off the exchanges because uh you know something that uh you know it's almost a great like bitbox 
they have to be sitting there going, wow, what a great ad for us. Um, when Celsius, this is like the last news item I wanted to bring up. Celsius is obviously in a liquidity crunch and they're offering people, they're like, hey, if you put $100 on here, we'll give you $2,000 worth of Bitcoin. So something is wrong there. That's how desperate they are for liquidity because they're like, they've been playing around with people's Bitcoin probably. They've been, you know, rehypothecating it. And all of a sudden, as people, the good news is if you look, I don't put much, I don't put much weight into the on-chain metrics because, you know, the illiquid supply, things like that, that it could change that quickly. I mean, the, the fees are so little. Um, but the people are taking coins off of exchanges at an incredibly high rate. We see that all the time. Um, and so these exchanges one by one are going belly up. Um, and if you want, if like many of you that are listening who do not like Coinbase, if you want to take Coinbase to task, withdraw your coins, send them to a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, um, send them off the exchange and they will start to panic. And, um, and uh, are you going to take up Celsius on their offer to give you give them a hundred dollars? They give you two thousand dollars back. I mean, what a Ponzi! Like mm-hmm. every single scam you see in Twitter comments is like, send me you know five fifty dollars, I'll give you a hundred. But they're like literally, they're legitimately telling their customers like, put a hundred bucks out there, we'll give you two grand in Bitcoin. It's a lie. What's their end game there? Because like, what are they going to do? Freeze your ability to withdraw it and hope that the price of Bitcoin runs so high that when they get to litigation, they only have to do a Mt. Gox approach where they give you $2,000 worth. But, you know, I mean, because I think it was the people that like the people that held their money in Mt. Gox, but in fiat terms, I think which is very few and I'm going to be releasing, I think next week, my interview with Michael Schmid, who um, is doing the Bitcoin water heater, the mining water heater. But um, nice. I think he said he was a Mt. Gox customer and, but he was one of like the, like less than 20% that kept their, or made their claim in Bitcoin denominated. Um, You, I think when you made your claim against, um, Mt. Gox, you could claim it in Bitcoin or claim it in dollars, and most people did dollars. And so now, like, say the price of Bitcoin was $100, then if you had 10 Bitcoins sitting there, and instead of saying, I claim 10 Bitcoin, you said, I claim $1,000 because the price crashed. So you're probably like, hey, I'll get get a nice spread here. Um, But that 10 Bitcoin right now would be pretty nice uh, instead of the $1,000. So... um, I don't know. I don't know what their end game is, but uh, you know, if you guys don't follow Corey Clipston, he's fellow Corey Corey gang member. Um, Here come Corey. Yeah. Yep. He said I, I got to talk to him because it's got to be something with our name because a lot of the things he says out loud are things that I want to say out loud, but I I have been um, you know just trying to. I try to bite my tongue and not say things, but he uh, he definitely has more clout in the bitcoin world and has been in here longer to be able to just kind of call these things out um i mean that's his full-time job is yeah working in bitcoin so he can you know dedicate the time to it but uh yeah follow Corey because uh he will point out the scams one by one um and it's pretty good track record but anyways um, pretty good at he's going on that front uh there so a little bit more of a quick news story i want to say a little bit bullish i think i talked about last week or maybe the week before but how institutions like jp morgan goldman sachs are being forced to offer bitcoin products to stay relevant which mm-hmm. is bullish for bitcoin uh, despite if they are reluctant towards it uh, their customers are demanding this kind of stuff but uh story that came out from bitcoin magazine and probably elsewhere goldman sachs is reportedly in talks with ftx to facilitate derivatives trading for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. But uh, FTX is looking for a license uh, to modify uh, 
them that that will allow it to function as both an exchange and intermediary for derivatives. And uh, if FTX was successful in acquiring this license, it could uh, begin to uh, see the removal of inter- intermediaries such as Goldman in derivatives markets. <laughs> so, I mean, derivatives is you may be kind of a fiat and futures Bitcoin market is kind of negative because it's similar to gold markets where it it's it kind of goes hand in hand and like the manipulation in the price of gold and we're seeing a similar thing happen with the price of bitcoin but this is just another example of how goldman's being forced to work with with these entities like ftx because they need to stay relevant where ftx could potentially maybe buy out goldman as stupid as that sounds Mm. but uh, shout out to Marshall Long, uh, Bitcoin OG in the mining space. He apparently went to like a JP Morgan, like Davos E conference. And by the way, I don't, JP Morgan, of course, is not like on the Davos side. That's where the split is. I think Citibank is maybe a Davos E bank. Goldman Sachs usually is, uh, you know, pro Fed side, not Davos. But he went to one of these uh, conferences. And I think the, one of the main guys of head of communication who was talking about it. And, you know, Marshall asked him like, Hey, what do you see about like Coinbase and all these people and Bitcoin and crypto in general? And the guy's like, yeah, we are, we're probably going to have to capitulate and buy out Coinbase so we can be in charge of this. And Marshall was like, no, dude, Coinbase is going to buy you out. And so I think that's a similar thing that you're seeing with uh, FTX and Goldman. Kind of so, scaring them. Yeah, essentially. And it all just kind of goes back to, you know, people are going to be forced to abide by the hand of Bitcoin. And there was another story earlier going back to the whole like Russian oil embargo or embargo on Russia. I mean, Russia earlier this week announced that they're going to make Bitcoin a part of their financial infrastructure. And so it's just become the default solution for everything, as we've seen over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, remittance payments in Africa. There's big news in El Salvador that I think, I don't know, has been released yet, but about the bond, wherever you stand on like the the tether bond that's here nor there, but people are having to run to this thing because it mm-hmm. just makes sense. It's better and, for you to accept Bitcoin now because eventually you will have to hope that Bitcoin accepts you. Yeah. You'll hope and to get there. into the environment. You'll hope it, that people are like, yeah, um, I'll, I'll give you some Bitcoin. People are willing yeah. to sell it right now. That's crazy. And hey, Bitcoin might not be for any one person right now because they just can't get their head around it and they're too goddamn stubborn. So it's not for anyone. It's not for, it might not be for anybody, single person, but it's here for everybody. And that's what matters. Yep. Um, well, Bitcoin is for everybody. And that includes you, even though you are sitting there waiting for the price to go up, just hang tight. If you're listening to this now, you're uh, you're one you're you're a true one, because we're here. It's this is the the dark times. This is the slow times. This is the this is when true Bitcoiners are made. Um, yeah. And if you're listening to this from the future and you weren't here in 2022, whenever we were hovering at 30, then um, you know you're doing your due diligence. You're you're going back through and seeing what it was like. So yeah. hang tight. Um, and, bear markets, uh, bear markets are for, for building. We're seeing a lot of when that. The, this is when the wealth is made. If you want to make your generational wealth, just fiat mine like crazy and turn all that fiat into Bitcoin, and uh, you will be. I mean, I, I said that maybe I, not all of it because if we're gonna have a dollar strengthening global crisis, you're gonna want to be long dollars. Yeah, you might want. But have a yeah, stack dollars. as much as you possibly can. Don't be an idiot. And, you know, I, I say this, I said this before, but it's worth repeating because I think the perspective right now with the price of Bitcoin being at 30,000 is so good because right now everybody 
is sitting there going, God, I wish I could go back to 2018, you know, sitting here in 2022, I'd go back to 2018 and buy Bitcoin when it was three grand, I'd buy so many of them, you know, and Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well, yeah, you you would now knowing that it's at 30 grand. Um, But in 2018, from what I've gone back and researched and everything, people weren't so sure. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, we're at three grand. What's going to happen? We're going to crash down to 500 bucks. We're going to go up to, you know, eight grand. I don't know. Um, we ever going to get close to 20 grand again? And um, so right now, you have the opportunity to buy, and you can't buy one Bitcoin for three grand, but you can buy 0.1 Bitcoin for three grand. And guess what? In 2026, during that bear market or whenever, whatever's going on at that time, there are going to be people going, God, I wish I could go back to 2022 and buy 0.1 Bitcoin for three grand because 0.1 Bitcoin in 2022 is probably going to be worth 30 grand or more. So go ahead and buy yourself 0.1 Bitcoin and maybe in a couple months buy another 0.1 and just just keep stacking. And uh, before you know it, uh, you just close your eyes. The best plebs out there, the ones I, I love hearing from plebs that DM me or whatever that I've talked to. And that's like, they just, <laughs> they probably have basically the equivalent of life-changing money for 98% of the world. But they're still yes. like working their like, you know, trade jobs. They're still stacking sets that like, they're just head down, nose down, grinding and, and yeah. putting in the work. Because that's what Bitcoin is. Proof of I mean. Work. There, just to bring up another uh, quick news thing, I've I forget who it was, but whoever's in charge of four hundred one ks, they're now looking at Bitcoin as like legitimately like like put putting a portion of that into like if your four hundred one k four hundred one k is a shit coin. Like Bitcoin should be your four hundred one k if it's not already. Yeah, and all these plebs that are working retail or just whatever trade job or any job and you're putting something towards bitcoin just replace your 401k with bitcoin not a bitcoin ira unless it's like too late and you're already so into your 401k as it is sure maybe take the tax hit or whatever the process is and do the bitcoin ira but honestly this is going to pay off so much and you think that you're 500 or 1000 you know, whatever you can afford a month into this thing, it just seems so small. I mean, it's just all about being a Bitcoiner and the long time preference that you need to have with this and any investment and knowing what the hell it is that you're investing in. And you're just going to treat yourself so much better. You don't need to rely on someone managing your money so that you can retire at 65 because odds are you'll probably be able to retire in your 40s. Yeah. That's my plan. I'm going to be retiring ASAP as possible. And by retire, I'll still do stuff. Like yeah. people think like retire means like you're done. Like you're just going to float on a, in a pool yeah. somewhere. No. You're going to golf every day. No, like that's not what motivates people. No. Motivate, motivation comes from you wanting to make change. The moment you, I'm retired, I will really start working then. Exactly. Like whatever actually mobilizes you like when you when you retire you have the most valuable asset to you which is your time and how you invest that time in the passion and energies that you align with and and again mobilize you uh that's that's really i think when when you start to see the world turn around for the better because it's just like being on the gold standard, right? Mm-hmm. And you see a renaissance, and and uh, watch yeah. the world change. Slowly but surely, we'll be on the Bitcoin standard. You know it. Um, well, one final shout out to Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Please check it out. Go to shiftcrypto.ch/slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get five percent off and stack your sats securely in a Bitbox hardware wallet and also um check out movies plus because uh i'm gonna announce it here later on twitter but we just crossed the 250,000 download mark of our app so that is pretty crazy um 
and uh, we're growing rapidly. So join the revolution, join the uncucked platforms and, uh, you know, watch movies on movies plus where we will bring you free speech. We will bring you the truth and we will bring you entertaining content content and not the garbage that gets spit out by all the Hollywood studios that try to appease the very vocal and whiny minority. Um, we will have every, every voice represented here. It's not my job to take your voice away. So yeah, check out movies plus go to mymoviesplus.com. Start with a free trial and uh, check it out. There's six Bitcoin documentaries. We're adding more all the time. So check it out. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I will, I guess that's all we'll go. We'll do a quick over under. I think, did we both I say think I won this one, right? Yeah, yeah. You were over 30 and a half. Yeah. Last time. Yep. So you're you won barely. Um, so 30 and a half. We're gonna go uh higher or lower next week. Hmm. It's a good question. I want to say lower because I think the FL the next FLMC meeting or Fed minutes is coming up. And so people are probably gonna in- anticipate when is that? Fed- Fed tightening, huh? When is that? When is that? I don't I don't know. Is it June 8th or June 14th? Um I'm okay. bullish on bearish prices these days, so I'll go higher, but I don't think much higher. But yeah, I could see your I, I could see your your theory playing out where people kind of shit themselves a little bit. In, yeah so you um, want to get over 31 and i'll go under 31 yeah cool cool all right guys well thanks for listening and we will talk to you guys wait do we week. do the last do we do three shows for uh um boss? yeah 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 we did. we did beginning middle end okay just making sure yep yeah and uh we want to take also, care of our sponsors yeah because they we, take care of love, us we love our sponsors and um also check out uh phil is doing another creature of jekyll island episode tomorrow so check that out and yeah. we big will talk big to episode it's going to be a three-parter oh boy because it's so so important to understand how these fed bailouts work so part one is going to be, be uh just the typical you know banking cartel invest in x company and they basically force a bailout. So they keep getting those interest payments. And part two is how the FDIC kind of implements itself with those bailouts. And then part three is going to be a deep dive in the great financial crisis. So this all covers chapter three of the creature from Jekyll Island. So I'm doing that with my buddy, Uncle Jim. You can find him at uh, Honest Node on Twitter. But I'm really loving this. And this book is really a deep dive of the history of everything centered around money and also centered back to coming to why Bitcoin matters most. So fix money, fix the world, all that good stuff. But yeah, check us out there. All right. We will talk to you guys next week and check that episode out. And thanks as always for listening. Toodles.